Welcome, I'm John Lynch and I'm the host of The Discarded Compass, the podcast for the seasoned seeker. If this resonates, please subscribe to us for future episodes. So without further ado, sit back, relax and join me and my guest as we deep dive into the mystery of spiritual enlightenment. Welcome everybody to another episode of The Discarded Compass. I'm John Lynch, of course, and we got Sabina. Is it now here? <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> now here. <laughs> well, that's a good starting point. You, you apparently in your life, you were there. You know, um, you're from Australia, aren't you? Yes, I'm from Australia. Yes. And you know, Sailor Bob and and all those Aussies, and you know, um, of I, course, I, I, huh? Yeah, what what happened? What happened? What happened, Sabina, in your life that drove you to spirituality? The usual question that's asked. Um, Well, as you know, nothing really happened. Um, But um, I kind of, I usually speak in a normal way. So you know, I'm not. I, I won't say there is no me. I don't exist. I do. You know. And I enjoy life. And, um, well, I wasn't a seeker as such. I was not a spiritual seeker. But life pushed me to have a look and um, to, um, you know, go and visit Sailor Bob from Australia. And it took about 10 to 12 meetings um, where, you know, I noticed that um, probably suffering was no longer there. Psychological suffering as such. Um, physical suffering, yes, but not psychological. And um, yeah, to start with, it was kind of exciting. And um, I was like over the moon. I thought I was special. Um, and I was very grateful to my teacher. And I even thought I was a part of a lineage, which is the Sargadatta's lineage, which is Today, the way I see it, it's, it's total bullshit because there's no such a thing as lineage, you know. But I, I apparently we are mature with this, so this message matures, whatever. Um, and um, today I see, you know, there is no such a thing. And there is no such thing as gurus. There is no such a thing as saints and sages for me. That's how I see that. But, yeah, I'm grateful, you know. Um, that's um, such a clear message by Bob helped me no time, literally, um, see through. Because when he said that that was available right here, right now, I thought, why not take this opportunity and, um, you know, just end the suffering? It, I was looking for something, but I wasn't sure what I was looking for. I just wanted to stop um, that chatter, you know, um, hopelessness in my mind. Like I felt I was hopeless. I felt like I didn't want to be here anymore, you know, and um, it was quite severe, um, severe depression, grayness almost. And I was diagnosed with few conditions and I thought that was end, you know, of me. And I felt I was hanging, you know, um, off a rock or something and didn't want to let go of that rock. 
Um, otherwise, I would, you know, have fallen down. And as it happened, it seemed that I let go at some stage or letting go happened. It was me who did it. And when letting go happened, um, there was that um, spaciousness and um, it's hard, hard to describe, um, just relief, you know, as, as if burden has fallen off my back. Um, I actually read um, Eckhart Tolle before I went to see Bob. So I read Eckhart's The Power of Now for a couple of years. And what resonated with me uh, was very similar because Eckhart said, he said, I could no longer live with myself. And um, that was exactly what happened here. And I, I knew, you know, I could not live myself. And I even prepared myself in every way I increased insurance to go, like for my family to continue, you know, and um, without me and prepared myself. And I thought if it's the worst diagnosis, I want, you know, I don't want to be here because yeah, I, I won't be able to earn the money to support my family. And as it happened, um, I saw Bob and yeah, just dropped away, you know, the, persona that suffered um, just, you know, was gone. And all of a sudden I realized that um, everything was just happening, but it was not happening to me and that I was not isolated person that probably, you know, maybe I felt as everything was, I don't know if I should say oneness. Uh, sometimes I'd say it's oneness and sometimes I wouldn't. Um, but once I thanked uh, to a tram driver, I remember, and I, I saw myself thanking myself, not, you know, only the tram driver, I just thanked myself as well. So I felt there was no separation between a tram driver and myself. And that's a beautiful thing, you know, um, that, that compassion that arises, that is unforced compassion. And um, I can't decide when it happens, but I feel it's there quite often. And, um, you know, if I see someone like falling down, I just, my legs just go like, I just follow my legs or whatever this is, you know, and tend to help someone, you know, if they fall. Like the other day in Germany, there was a, an old man, he was hit by a car and he was on a bike. He was 84. And um, I just, I went there like I didn't even question that and I lifted him with someone I helped him I've got first aid as well so I thought okay you know I'll just and um yeah just um, help him put some ice on his head because the bump was you know was visible on his head and things like this you know happen and it just you know I see no separation um between anyone, I presume. It's more like, as I said to you um, the other day, when we texted, I said, I feel like a, an animal almost, as a human animal, um, like act, not even acting, but coming from that perspective, just like the weather arising. You know, sometimes there is a bit of a wind, a bit of rain and um, sunshine. As there is noticing of, feelings and emotions coming up. Um, there is no resistance. In the past, when Sabine was here, there, there was a belief that Sabine was there. 
um, I just felt, you know, that it was all happening to her. And, and you know, the, you, each time you feed the the thoughts more, like, and you go, why and why? Like, there was so much resistance. And um, that resistance is no longer there, you know, and, and I can't even recall it. So, you know, when a tree resists, if a tree resists, what happens to it? If it doesn't go along the, the wind, it breaks. I might say resistance, resistance that shouldn't be there. Maybe, you know, it was meant to be there for, for this change to happen, the apparent change to happen. So um, I just noticed that, um, you know, people chase something um, that is not separate from them. I felt that um, I chased happiness. You know, I don't know what I chased. Um, and I felt I was always like I was the one suffering. Um, but now today I see the happiness was never separate from me, you know, or whatever is there. Feelings, emotions, uh, thoughts, they arise. So they, they're one and the same thing. It's just like the water, steam, and, and ice. And, um, you know, the thought arises, I'm hopeless. And then, you know, you might feel that, feeling fully, your body feels that. And um, you might cry, like you watch a movie, and you might watch a movie and, you know, crying happens. But it's okay. There is nothing wrong with the crying. I, I hear people I, like persons, it, you know, it's hard to live with people still at times, I, I reckon. And I hear people saying, like, why cry? You know, you shouldn't be crying. It doesn't matter. Crying happens, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I would never tell my son, why do you cry? You know, it's, it's, it's okay. It's, com it's compassionate. It's whatever it is. doesn't matter, you know. But uh, I reckon people make mistakes um, by teaching their kids um, to be what they're not. Um, but our parents do not, do not know, like we didn't know any better. So um, I, I realized that most parents, they want um, kids to full, fulfill their dreams. They failed dreams where they failed, their parents. So, but um, I strongly believe that um, we should let our kids um, just, you know, do what they want to do. Let them decide what they want to. Let let them be kids, and um, because they they totally, I mean, they're not part of us as such. Our kids are kind of they deserve to, you know, to choose and to be or become what they like, um, and we shouldn't be pressuring them to be what they're not. And so we, we say to our kids, do not cry, that's wrong. Do not um, scream, that's wrong. Do not do this, that's wrong. And we put really limitation, and we take out their freedom away from them, you know, just let them be kids. And, um, yeah, this is where we make, make mistake, I, I believe. So, And this is like... When we were a little kid, like a little baby, and I just say to people, just observe, 
a baby. And you see, it watches everything without labeling anything. It just very, it's very curious. And it looks around without judging. Sometimes it smiles, sometimes it cries. And um, it has enough of toy and it just throws it, it throws it away. But the little kid doesn't uh, dwell on yesterday's, you know, thoughts. Or it doesn't, the kid doesn't think about tomorrow. Will I have enough food? You know, it just lives in the moment. And all of us were this kid. So it was all, all of us had this right. This, this is our birthright. And uh, this might sound as a like a cliche, but it's actually true because whoever is born, regardless if they're a criminal when they grow up, or if they're just, you know, the loveliest person ever, it's everyone's birthright to recognize what has been cognized, you know, when we were born. But we forget who we were. We don't know who we are. And therefore we suffer. And, um, but um, you might know that I'm big on this and, um, and I get probably criticized um, about that. But when I say, I don't trust probably 99% of people who talk about this. And when I say I don't teach this, and even when people visit me, they want to hang around. I, I say to them, I want to, I can hang around with you. We can go have a beer, you know, or just we have a cup of coffee, you know, and we can laugh and joke or whatever. I, I laugh a lot and we dance, you know, people come to my place, we dance. I love dancing because I feel so free, you know, and, um, and we, we hang out as friends, just the way UG was. Like, I, I trust UG, and most people don't probably, but I do. It's just because he said he truly treated people like friends. And, you know, he came across as fierce, this Vedata. But if you recognize that love, out love, unconditional love. I don't know how to call it. I, I don't like the word love. Mm. Um, but if you recognize that um, everything was coming out of UG or Nisargadatta, with no filter, you know, you recognize that the same is in you, the same life. So when people go, what what is it? Like when the words come out of my mouth, like I can't plan this. I haven't planned what to tell you. It just, the, the words come out of my mouth, I can't stop them. You know, I did not know any any of this. Um, and I just can't stop. There's no filter. The same uh, life essence runs all of us. It's like a motherboard on computer. Like if it's like a central motherboard and the, like a little, like that ocean and the waves that they compare it to, so to say, speak. So there is one essence appearing as, as the waves and they, waves might be waving in their own way because um, waves depend on probably, they, they might depend on, on um, sometimes on our, our genes or on our, on our, you know, DNA. 
and we are all very unique, all of us, every single one of us, we are very unique. And we might wave this way or that way, <laughs> but the same life essence, um, you know, runs every single wave. And then, you know, one day we just merge into the ocean of silence, stillness, I presume. And when I say um, I don't trust 99% of people who teach, people say, I do not teach, there is nothing to teach, but they do teach. The next thing you know, okay, just um, send me a, something on YouTube, we can talk, like they offer themselves. I understand it's hard to earn money for us who live in the West, in Western world, like maybe in India, it's easier. I don't know. You know, um, people sit sit down and they like gurus <laughs> and um, people bring them all the food or whatever. But we have to work, you know. So for me, it wasn't pleasant even after Bob and a couple of months after, you know, this like, kind of nothing happened. <laughs> I still had to go to work and um, deal with my deadlines because I was quite busy. And somehow, you know, that personality stays with you. If you're a workaholic, you continue to be workaholic. If you're lazy, bum, you're lazy, bum. Um, you don't change. If someone has murdered someone, the energy of that murderer or someone who can murder some, potentially murder someone is still there. Um, I've also noticed that um, so many people who teach this um, probably had some sort of addiction. And sometimes you might notice this, but my body feels a lot like, especially now, like uh, it just it, as if it's transparent in a way. It was more so before, you know, um, soon after I saw Bob, um, where I, I could really feel people being tense, people being angry, people like I would feel my um, grumpy colleague, colleague in the morning and I would be very uncomfortable. It happened that um, a few few nights I couldn't even sleep. I was crying. I would, I would just sit down and cry all night because um, someone was so like I could feel that energy it was dreadful. I, I don't know if people call this awakening. I don't know. I really am not. I was never spiritual before I went to see Bob. Never. I actually hated spirituality. And um, so, um, but this was really massive. But at the same time, if people suffered a lot, um, I could feel them suffering. Like I, I could feel my body felt um, a struggle and strain of a colleague whose sister was dying from cancer and the sister was res resisting to die. And when my colleague, colleague rang me and she was sobbing, and she did, couldn't see me sobbing, my, my tears were not, they couldn't stop. So for a couple of years, I, I reckon I, I cried more than ever. Um, I just couldn't stop crying, you know, and um, compassion, love. I don't know what it was. Sadness, I, I, I don't even know what it was. I can't say it, but it was there. But I would suggest to everyone, um, if this message comes through, you know, and then they snap out of hypnotism of being personal, individual, um, maybe give it a few years before you start talking about this, because you might regret what you say. Um, 
uh, that's how I see that. And um, I remember Papaji said that, uh, and I totally agree. I knew what he, he meant by it. Even Muji that I'm not a big fan of because for him being good, although he had some good things to say, but because he sits and believes he's more important than the rest of people around him, um, I heard him once saying, he said, zip yourself up in, in a sleeping bag, keep quiet, keep quiet. And I wish I did because I was like crazy. You know, I was going all over the internet, like trying to find what happened to me. But I was like thanking my psychologist who I recommended, uh, um, what's his name, Tolles, Eckhart Tolles book. Uh, I was thanking him. I was thanking everyone, you know, but I was just going mental a little bit and I was sharing the message. And, but people felt energy. And because many told me that they felt energy when I started sharing Bob, I used to record Bob on my YouTube channel and um, his meetings. So people said, when I used to post on Facebook, they could feel massive energy, you know, and I could feel that energy. Sometimes I would just, you know, I did not know what to do with it um, before it settled by itself. And um, I couldn't even sleep, you know, and I would go red completely. If I put a makeup on, it would just melt, melt away. And I couldn't even see myself in the mirror at times because I felt my face disappeared. It was just gray. It just... I could see just the gray shades, you know, shade, and I couldn't even see myself well in the mirror. Um, yeah, it was interesting. And and people actually looked to me like like shadows, like gray, gray shadows. So that lasted for months um, and months. And, um, and so I had to look really a few times when I was crossing the road because I couldn't tell, you know, cars from asphalt or sparrows and I would just if I saw the sparrows in the city I would just look at the sparrows and <laughs> they were the whole world to me like and I knew if I struggled at work I really struggled with people with, with their um egotism that hasn't changed much <laughs> so yeah it's, it's quite <clears throat> tough I think so yeah you you said a lot there Sabina just to, to remember to to try and unpack it um but you know, obviously I have to mention Sailor Bob because I remember ringing him, God, it must be 10 years ago. And we had an hour on the phone and he was just so precise and so succinct. Um, mm. And it was no way contrived. His message was absolutely direct. And Nisargadatta, mm. Sri Nisargadatta was, was very much like that too, you know. And Yuji, well, you know, the barking dog, barking God, I call it, <laughs> was uh, was quite something else. Um I suppose when it comes to Yuji and some of the messages that we hear from certain people, we should take principles before personalities, I think, and have some discernment, which we get onto that later about gurus and and such, which is a contentious issue. And But one thing you said about um, the power of now, your story is very similar to mine. Um, and I also bought the power of now and... I went headlong into it because I was, I was just in the tiger's mouth and I didn't know it. This probably 15, 18 years ago. Um, and anyway, years pass, I bought the book. Um, but looking back, that book is quite good, but I think it's terribly faulted. People are going to shoot me down here because you become someone that's trying to keep it in the moment. 
what I say is try not to keep it in the moment as well. Negate it. And you can't even do that. No. Because the ego will, will I, I grabbed it and I thought, wow, but thanks be to God, I'm always an honest enough person with myself. Um, even belief in God, I never believed in that. I never took it on board. I went along with it, went to church and the whole lot, but I knew what's going on here. I remember as a kid staring at the ceiling going, what was here before me? What was I before this? But I wasn't informed. I got, there's no answer, you know, but I wasn't informed that that can never be known. And that's what you are because you were told, like you said, children told you're something else. You're, you're this, that and the other and terrible messages, the whole lot. But we can get lost in, 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 a lot of all the avenues of psychology which is great psychotherapy which is great i don't negate none of that um because you know i could have a loved one or someone i know that needs help and who am i to negate the help that they need you know um i think it's arrogant maybe um but that's fine but when it comes to setting when people set themselves up like teachers i liked what you said there don't teach until you probably know you've nothing to teach. <laughs> um, and even here, I, 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 I very rarely talk to people about this. I actually put them off. Um, and I said, look, I don't talk about it unless really someone asks for it. And a friend of mine says, well, I am asking you. And I go, oh God, I'll have to send him the link. <laughs> and he took him a while to bring me back. Um, so look, there are going to be, yeah, I can kind of see through stuff and you can kind of see through stuff, but can we talk about discernment? And 99% of teachers you don't believe in, that's a big, that's a big figure. Mm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm 100% behind it. Um, you see, as Mr. Gadato said, one in two million or something. And yeah, I read that to me. So it's, it's, yeah, yeah. If someone's cockatooing the message to me, I never trusted this. Oh, no, um, you know, some people won't like this, but there's lots of cockatooing going on. Um, I just, you know, I can't do it. Even if I really repeat someone's words, because, you know, language is limited. But truly, like, um, I trust people who come from that, you know, life essence, Free from filters, whatever comes through you, there is. No, it's don't repeat five ten words. I, I just. I remember when I went to these meetings for the first time, and people were. I would ask Bob something, and instead of Bob replying, by by the time Bob replied, I from the sides I would, you know, I would hear, oh yeah, but who is asking the question? I'm like, what the fuck, you know, who's asking the, like, because I was naive. You know what my questions were like? The most stupid questions. What will happen at my work next week, week Bob? And Bob was, how would you know that, you know, how would you know this? it's going to happen? Maybe that guy won't be like, won't ring you, you know? Mm. <laughs> and I, I would still ask the most stupid questions, but people were answering, like, who is asking that question? And I'm like, oh my God, I, I just, my body felt dishonest, dishonesty. So whether they believe they have to repeat this, I don't know why. Like I, I, I don't, I did a few times probably, but I, I was like, I felt like I was going to vomit because I, I made myself sick. 
And um, I just couldn't do that because I said it a few times to people and I was just like, oh, my God, just shut up. You know, I would say to myself. Um, so, I mean, just be genuine. You mentioned word being genuine and honest, honest before. And I this is where I see myself. I know you are honest guy because we used to talk in the past. And um, and I know you can recognize an honest, someone who is honest as well. I feel I that wouldn't, I don't. I wouldn't know. tell them though, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't yeah. tell them. Yes, no. yes. That's same here. You Give know. enough rope, you know. Yeah, yeah. Some people say it's not about honesty, um, and maybe it's not. I don't know, but I feel uh, myself being naive, naive and honest, and not pretending I was a spiritual genius, uh, like that I knew everything. Maybe I was also lucky that I didn't go to any other teacher but Bob. You know, I, I didn't, I wasn't jumping around and looking for gurus. And I didn't learn the lingo. Um, I remember people talking about this so beautifully. But the same people are still sitting in the meetings, in various meetings. People who really could really teach me this intellectually, who were really, really good. I'm a total dummy. I'm a spiritual dummy to today's day. Um, and that's okay, you know, because uh, seriously, I'm not saying I, I just, I don't, I know nothing, just, you know, to say it, I, I truly do not know anything. And I also believe that um, other teachers are the people who teach know nothing as well so i don't see muji as, as more superior to myself or sadhguru uh, and people go oh they see sadhguru and they go like oh you know yeah what happened to his wife like did they, they, like his wife is dead they never found out what happened to her like you know people don't even if they could be the criminals these people teach or whatever. I'm not saying someone is a criminal, but they can be, you know, the worst kind of person. But because they self-appointed gurus, seekers trust them. And um, but I know they can't do anything about it because that has to happen by itself. You know, I did not know at Bob's like I, I had no say in this and um, someone took me there to see Bob who was seeking for that like years and years and years. And, and even that they saw sort of that they were not a dua for a little while, for probably a few weeks, but they, they started claiming that and they claimed it. And um, apparently yeah. they said, Oh, I lost it. So, um, Although I was telling them, you haven't lost it. You know, there's nothing to lose because you didn't gain anything to lose it. It was all ever, pre you know, present. It's like sitting, this is John Wheeler's. I love John Wheeler. I have to mention him because people who walk off from this, I trust the most probably, <laughs> the people who do not teach. So John Wheeler was very clear. And to today's day, his message helps people a lot. This is the feedback I'm getting. Um, because I, I put him on my YouTube channel and um, people sometimes send me a message that, um, you know, he's teaching or whatever, you know, his meetings or podcasts help them. So John Wheeler um, gave this example. He said, this is so, you know, what we do, it's 
so such a paradox. You might go, you know, I'm looking for a perfect person, you know. You, you're sitting with, the, with the, the perfect person that, you know, fits your description. You're sitting at the same table with that person, but you don't see them. But you tell that person, I'm looking for the perfect person. From, you imagine in your head that person is away, but that person is sitting, you know, at the same table with you. And this is same with this message, you know, like the other day I was looking for change and I was asking everyone, but I forgot to look into my own and I had change in my pocket. And that's exactly the same with this message, you know? So what we are looking for is our present. When we are born, life is there, isn't it? Or isn't, it's not. So you are born, your natural state is there like stateless state, but all of a sudden we believe we are some, something else. And it's like, a, we, that's, we accumulate all these beliefs. Mm -hmm. So all these beliefs and get, get contracted in a way. So it's like contracted. So whatever happens, it hits a brick, brick wall. And, um, you know, and you go, poor little me, you know, I'm sick and um, you know, I have a bad marriage or I have a bad life and or I'm very important, you know, I don't care about anyone else, but it's all about me, you know. I'm my illness or I'm my success. And I'm, I'm a billionaire, millionaire, and all I look good, like Instagram thing, you know, posing and stuff. I'm very important. And um, we start believing that. And we forget who we are. But um, once this hypnotism drops away, it's like like snapping the fingers. And it's all gone. And, and you see, it's freeing. I'm, I'm nothing. There is, you know, I'm nothing or no thing. Um, and that's fine. And you laugh, you know. And, um, and when you say to a person at work, or oh, I'm nothing, and you laugh and go, no, no, they start nothing. You, you are beautiful, you know. They feel sorry for you, and you laugh more. So this <laughs> happens sometimes, and it's just quite funny. So yeah, yeah. Um, the the thing about the, I suppose I'm I'm going to go into Nisargadatta a bit, and he says, stay with the I am, with the I am, the feeling I am. Um. And would you agree with that? Is that the route you took or would you say you were just a ripe banana kind of thing? Um, it's, um, I don't, it's just sort of, it's more what Nisargadatta said about um, when I'm full, that's love. And if I'm, you know, when I'm empty, whatever he said, you know, um, and between those two, my world moves or something. So it's kind of, it's, I really resonated with that. Um, when I'm full, it's I feel sort of respond in a way almost responsible. I don't know, but when I'm empty, it's it's like wisdom. It's it's a true wisdom in a way. So it's really he said such these beautiful things, and and this is exactly how it feels here. Like John, I could sit at home for hours. With, with nothing, literally, and yeah, wanting same. nothing. Yeah, I do you that. Know, wanting nothing. I, I surprise myself. I'm just like I did a lot of shopping today, and I was like, I can't wait to get home. And the telly's on, and there's some guy from a certain country blasting out adverts about his YouTube channel, 
and suddenly I pause it and it's like, and I'm like, thanks be to God, he's gone. And it's just silence, like, <laughs> you know, I know. and yeah. I just love the silence. Does it, does it increase for you that love for that solitude? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. absolutely. I love, I, to say, uh, sometimes I say to people, I, I prefer being on my own and I get grumpy and then I, I can't help grumpiness arises and I just, but they laugh. Yeah, they grumpy giggle, John. You know, people, <laughs> <laughs> and I tell them I love being on my own like don't disturb me because I have friends um, and they love going out with me and I really love their company like I love when we go out we have so much fun but I go I wish I would I, you know I wish I stayed at home and sat on, like have my coffee yeah, on my own I know. and I read a book and I can't read more than you know just a little bit like a paragraph and I, I just sit with that paragraph for I could read one one sentence and I just go, yeah, you know, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same for you. I'm the I, same. I like read. the amount of coffee I drink all day. It's like I'm constantly drinking coffee lately. Same. And I'm like, I, I just want to sit down. I think, yeah, am I getting old? Well, of course, probably. But um, that, what is it? It's, um, I don't know. Isn't it, yeah, isn't it yeah. wonderful too, to be comfortable with yourself? Just that, you mm -hmm. know, just to be okay, mm -hmm. sitting down, doing absolutely f like, um, like there was a time I couldn't do that. Um, and everything is geared towards advertising is geared towards that ignorance that isn't known by people. And I don't know, advertisers work on that wonderfully, that, that ignorance of I have to be doing, have to be that false sense of self is is perpetuated by advertising as well and getting stuff and that's that's part of it too but but that's seeking too everybody's seeking aren't they in everything they do i think would you would you agree mm. yeah you know see i find myself we talked about silence but i feel how much I, like i blab so much like tonight I haven't stopped <laughs> but <laughs> I could be silent as well for hours you know yeah but I enjoy anything like it's not a, that I love my own you know voice I don't I just go I feel sick when I listen to myself sometimes I don't but listen to I myself talk, I just much. enjoy that when it happens <laughs> yeah 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 like I edit this and it's like okay yeah, that's I, it gone forget it and it's just gone it's like yeah. fine but um, yeah. the, like someone mentioned, you know, the keys and the locks to undoing the self. And I know we're getting intellectually into it now. But and I, I don't, I agree. You don't have to be clever to do this. Um, Nisargadatta was not uh, from. He wasn't. In, he said himself he wasn't an intelligent man. There were more intelligent people in the audience than him. But what he said was so like especially the latter books profound. are profound. It's like the, the, the words never die from the pages I read. And, you know, maybe, yeah, I love him as a guru. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, amazing. You know, um, what he said, um, he said, we want what we don't have and we reject what we have. 
and why not swap it around? Just want what you have and um, do not want what you don't have, something like that. And that is so true. You know, how simple is that? And I did not know this <laughs> as a person, you know. Mm. But, uh, but Mr. Gadata, you know, I, I know they kept saying he, that he was illiterate, but at the same time, you remember, he had so many shops. He had many employees. And he, when he moved to Mumbai, he, um, he was a clerk to start with. Like, if you're illiterate, can you be a clerk? So yeah, I, yeah. I was wondering at times how illiterate he was. He was probably even maybe, maybe he was belittling himself in a way. Uh, so to speak, um, I don't know how to you say that word, not belittling as such, but um, because he was so humble in a way, uh, there was natural humbleness maybe. And um, when he said, I'm illiterate, but what he said, like, I never heard from anyone saying it so well like him. He could really, he was just spot on. Um, so Yeah, if I'm reading books, sometimes there's, five to one percent of something in the book that goes above the mean average of what gurus would give you and some yeah. sentence it just goes way up there on the Richter scale and it's like wow he's broke the sound barrier here and I've often come across it in his books I read something it's like oh this isn't normally this profound yeah yeah yeah, and um, yeah, as you know, he said to people in the end um, that like about six to eight meetings were enough. He said that seed gets planted and um, it blooms in the due course. Oh, if it doesn't, it's still a seed, meaning you are that already, whatever you are born, or, you know, mm -hmm. whether you know it or not, whether you come to recognition or not. But having said that, um, you know, I would never tell my child to look into this, meaning this is nothing special. Um, I would prefer him to have a normal life, yeah. average normal life, where he has enough, you know, and where he's co like contained, self-contained, um, successful enough so he can look, so he's probably, he can choose who, who he's surrounded by, like, so he doesn't work with people, like office people, like his mother, you know. So, and that is enough for me. So I would never talk to him about this. If we do talk about this, um, it's, um, I talk to him uh, from po like point of view as like of sto stoicism, like he likes stoics, like he like all these stoics from the past and he, he reads that and I'm really happy about that because it helps him with his work and, um, you know, so that's, but, even with Mr. Gadata, why I said that? Because Mr. Gadata's son never looked into this, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. So he, he kept... I didn't know that, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did, how, many were, were, how many were in his family, Sabina, do you know, Mr. Gadata? Sorry, how, how many? How many kids did he have? How many children? Um, he, uh, his daughter died. Um, his That's wife right. died. So he yeah. had probably one son only. Okay. And he had quite a few shops, but when he left um, to go around and um, he was really high on message. So he left the family uh, to dedicate himself to this life, 
like a nomad life, mm -hmm. spiritual life. So one of um, people from um, one of the Maharajas, one of them uh, from the lineage, uh, met him and he said, what are you doing? Go back home. You don't need to walk away. You know, you can still live with your family and, and you know, leave with the message. So he, he heard what he was told, so he went back. And um, so he looked after his family. By that time, um, he lost all the shops. There was only one left. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, basically his son looked after that shop. But Nisargadatta had about 20, 30 employees at least at some stage. So he was quite a successful businessman. And um, But he um, decided, you know, he didn't need any of that. He had enough. Like what he had, he was, you know, with the message, you you don't need you don't need much, as you know. <laughs> you might it doesn't matter. Like if I see a nice car, I might want that car. Like, you know, <laughs> if I see Ferrari, if I have money, I might, might buy it. But it's not that I'm gonna oh, I want Ferrari, so I'm gonna buy Ferrari and I'll put a picture of that on Instagram, you know, or that kind of stuff like you don't do that. You do it for yourself. You don't do it for others. Yeah, yeah. And um, like, if, if people knew this, that's, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I don't need stuff to make me happy. But I, I get stuff. Mm. I, I might buy a camera or I might buy a new car, maybe. I don't know. But um, yeah. I don't need, I'll enjoy those things. I know they're impermanent. And it's like, so I remember going to a meeting years ago. And they said, you know, just what do I do now? I kind of woke up as such. You could say the mind collapsed. But um, I asked her, what will I do now? It was probably 13 years ago or something. And she said, you know, just enjoy the ride. Mm. You know, enjoy life. Like, yeah, it took a while to integrate and I got lost down other avenues because I believed it couldn't be this simple, you know, which is fine. Um, <clears throat> but um, I, I like to just think people need to keep it to the to the core understanding of I like to do the neti neti approach that's that seems to be the one that works in a way maybe everything is different but for different people how do you find that well it's obviously that that probably approach works I'd say I don't know that's what I know what I learned um and um it's kind of it's it, it it goes to the core. Yes, it just it's direct. Um, not this, not that. You know, and um, yeah, basically, it's it's simple. Um, and this, this is a problem. We're seeming problem. People understand the simplicity of it. It's so simple that we can't see it. It's only this. What like enjoying this conversation, doing this, whatever arises in a mo like in a moment you you are with it and it's enough to notice there's noticing noticing of even noticing of thoughts going on like if noticing of breathing noticing of you know moving like arms moving like just noticing of even anger arising you know and that's enough and so many gurus uh, I've noticed said uh, how to stop that anger. I can understand stopping the fury or uh, people get furious and that might damage them, make them sick. But there's nothing wrong with anger, I, you know, 
and if it arises like the wind, like the weather, after after the worst tsunami, and then like the new life starts, we might get the new you know plants and the new animals and the new like you know fish. So there's still life that lives in life, you know. Mm. So and that life can't be defined, can it? No, yeah, yeah. But we try to get out of space to get into the space. But we are already in the space. That's what I noticed. And um, and you can have all the explosions in the space, but has it damaged space? You know, can I scratch the space? It's untouchable. It's untouchable in a way. So you must be that because you haven't left the space. You know. It's just like fish in the water that doesn't look for water. And we truly are the only beings um, that don't look for their own, who, who look existence. Like animals do not look for their own existence, but humans do. Hmm. So, yeah. The, what that is can't be known here anyway. I, uh, that's what I th- intuitively understand um but how how is that how did that come to how did that understanding or not understanding happen for you <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i i don't know i i really can't explain that um I, I, I know that I don't didn't have any say in it. As I said, I felt that the life prepared me. Um, yeah, there was lots of suffering, uh, psychological suffering here. And then um, basically uh, once, uh, this is just a story again. So it, mm. it's not one size fits all, depending what we had in our life. And, you know, we are all very unique. But uh, once... Um, I um I sat on the tram and to go to work in the morning. That was the only time I had free time, like the, the only free time, but going to work <laughs> to do something, believing that I was doing something. And um, I remember that um, people were mentioning what um, Ramana said, you know, ask yourself who you are. And I thought, okay, I'll do this. And I'll ask myself what, what like I was really burning, burning into <laughs> you know, to end the suffering. And I didn't want to go, to go back to the meetings because people annoyed me in that group. I love Bob, but the rest of the people I could just, <laughs> I would tell them, to, I would kick them out. So it was horrible. But every time I went to Bob's meetings, I would leave my head outside. I would suggest to myself, leave your stupid head outside with your shoes and walk in headless. So, you know, I don't know whether that helped or not. So basically, and Bob said it's heart to heart, not head to head. So that really resonated. But when he said heart to heart, I felt love. There was love felt in my heart. Then that dropped that dropped in towards the navel area. And I told Bob, I said, I feel the love around my navel. And he said, What is this? I was like, I don't know. He goes, That's the solar plexus, you know, he would tell me. And he was telling me how life starts from there. You know, when baby's born and all of these things, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm totally illiterate when it comes to that. But anyway, that, that disappeared as well from there. 
um, the love from that, and, and I did not know, I couldn't locate that at all. But um, yeah, one day I went to, uh, to do this investigation, but I couldn't. I was like, Sabine's going to do it, <laughs> but no, I would forget about it. And it happened where I, like, I had something, like I, I put a bracelet, you know, yeah, around my wrist and, and I, I was like, I'll just grab this bracelet that will remind me to doing this, like, who am I thing. So, and all of a sudden, when I asked myself what I was and it changed this, itself, the question to what am I? I didn't do it. It just happened. What am I? And I couldn't find anyone. I couldn't find, and like, who is watching? I couldn't see. I could look, locate who was watching and who was, you know, then I looked at people and at the objects outside, but I couldn't, you know, and all of a sudden, sudden it was like gray. Like, the, and I remember texting my husband at the time. I said to him, I said, I turn people in, in the like into the stones or something, or they turn into rocks. And he was like, well, oh, she's crazy, you know. But I, I didn't even know how to say it. This is how naive and, you know, stupid I was like that. So just get to work and I was just, I knew I was, something was really, burden fell off my chest. I was, I felt so free. And, but there was something else, like, like it took another probably month for the rest, to, as if maybe my mind, I don't know, was okay, but maybe I felt the body or something, or then I felt I was transparent in the end. So everything just collapsed just like that. And I don't know, I can't tell how. And I looked at the time um, at the clock outside um, of the department store and I couldn't tell if it was night or morning. And I couldn't, I did not know what it was the time. If it was like said eight o'clock, but I was like, what is, I did not know what it meant. Um, so I had to stand there, like I stood there for a while and trying to work out if I was meant to go home. Or back to work because I was not sure where I was, like if it was morning or, or night, you know. So I realized, you know, I collected like events from that day and I thought, no, nah, it's time to go home, you know. I finished for the day I, because I left office before. I had to <laughs> kind of recall what I did before. So yeah, that was quite unbelievable. And I would be late. Um, if I promised to someone I was going to meet them, uh, I would be late and I, I didn't care about it, you know. And once I sat on a train and I, I was meant to check my message because I was meant to get off, but I couldn't get off. So uh, I was like, oh, my God, there was such an argument. I got such an argument because people were waiting for me, but I couldn't stop myself. I couldn't get off. I was so like as I was going, some, it was like timeless going somewhere. It, it was so freeing on that train traveling, <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing. And, um, but what helped me also, you know, um, I heard Eckhart Tolle's, there was like a short audio where he said, it is as it is. It is as it is. Yeah. And say yes to what is. And he goes, yes, yes, yes. And oh my God, that was so for me. I, I really felt that as well because I was always resisting. So mm. this was kind of freeing for me to say yes to whatever is, if it's suffering, whatever, 
if there was pain in the body, you know, if it was the bad diagnosis at the doctors, doesn't matter. Yes, to what is. It was really, that really was profound for me. And I wish I've heard that before. I wish Eckhart didn't write such a big book. But, but, but that little few sentences I've heard, like, you know, on audio. So that was really profound for me. It's like, <clears throat> neti neti, not this, not this. And yes, it's yeah. everything. It's like you end up in the same place. It's quite interesting. Mm. You can say no as well to everything. Yeah, like, doesn't matter. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, say, I, I learned how to say no with my psychologist before I went to see Bob because I had to say no to work. I was working hard. I couldn't stop myself. So he was teaching me how to say no to my employer. Mm. But it was quite tough, you know, it was quite tough. And you mentioned psychologists before. I have to go get back to that. Mm -hmm. It's very important for me. And I agree with what you said. Um, I find that people um, who teach this or who believe they know all the spirituality inside out, um, they actually see people who are suicidal and depressed. And there are even people who, you know, went ahead and they, they're no longer around. Yeah. But I say to everyone to be careful because when I had suicidal people, first thing I would tell them is to dial that number because there are experts there yeah. to know what to say to them. But you sometimes you come across, you know, these speakers and they say go ahead because you can't there is no you to stop you know mm -hmm. you can't stop yourself there is no you to stop you <laughs> you know yeah. so what's meant to happen is going to happen i would never say such a thing to any it's so it's it's disgusting yeah i mean um it, it even someone listening to this that, that that has mental problems and diagnosed with with different med medical problems i would say listen tell your doctor you're listening to this stuff you know um, yeah. Because you get someone that has medication, next thing, you know, he takes this belief on board that he's nobody. And it's, God, it's a ridiculous message to give someone, isn't it? Sometimes you think about it. But, um, mm -hmm. and then he throws away his medication and the poor guy's dead or something. Um, we got to be careful. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's, um, yeah. You know, and I think in this Argadat and a few people, few people got to see him in a small room. Yet, I think, was it Rajneesh was teaching thousands in the next city? Yet there's yeah. only 20 people calling to this Argadatta. Um, you know, um, lucky people, I would say. And they'd say, oh, yeah, but sure, you know, mm -hmm. this Argadatta would probably negate that. But um, also yeah. Yuji as well did promote himself. Um, maybe just as well, but I think as well at the same time, Sabina, this message is, is leaving the East and hitting the West. I mean, I never, never heard it when I was young, you know, um, and through we got the internet now and books and, uh, you know, and the collapse of religious structures are happening at the same time, which is causing this, this equilibrium to adjust um, in different aspects it's becoming more appealing to people and you've got more freedom to do things um to have a look at different spiritual pursuits you could say um i think we're lucky in this day and age 
you know. At times I um I think you know at times I say to myself the same thing. Then I go out in the world and um, see all these ignorant people I work with. Um, then I go no maybe because I know so many people in this spiritual industry now that I believe it's gotten bigger. But it has, um, it has because I see the signs outside, like I can see people try, you know, at least. <laughs> I know it's commercial, but I see that people, because we are very, we live in a very stressful environment, all of us, and everyone is getting stressed out pretty much. And sooner or later, you know, they look for some sort of relaxation. Some people are going to go, you know, aim for medication. Some people are going to try to do it naturally, right? And I know there is the yoga and meditation, the commercial yoga and commercial meditation, they're very popular. But there are people also um, who, um, uh, like, come from, like, look into this from their heart, and they genuinely want to look into this stuff. But... It's hard to talk about non-duality to someone who is um, who knows nothing about it, and um, I'm often leaning towards people um, who can understand what I'm talking about. You know, no, I don't ever talk about this stuff to anyone. Like it's scary. Like I would never talk to people from like from my work about this ever. But you know what to tell them sometimes, you know, you know how to approach them and you know what to say. If they're asking for it, you have to be very careful. But non-duality, it's hard to jump from knowing nothing about that as a person like yeah, into non-duality because they go, oh, she's crazy, I'm nothing. What's mm. that, you know? Yeah, I think it's the idea that you're nothing. It's like somebody is nothing. That's not it. You know, there's a course. How how would you express it? I don't know what to say. What's there? How would you put it? Um, how would yeah, you explain I'm, it to be now? Because <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you just um, I I do recommend like how to all his books because this is where I started. He's good for persons. I was the person. <laughs> So <laughs> the power now is good for persons, probably, to start with, at least to give an introduction to that, you know, because I could never sit and meditate. I, uh, I was introduced to that, to TM, and um, but I couldn't sit and meditate. I could like, for me today, everything is meditation. Mm. Whatever I do, if I walk outside, if I'm, I'm talking to you now, and this is meditation for me, this is just a conversation arising concept i know that's conceptual (laughs) but it's this is meditation because meditation true meditation is meditating but no there's no meditator and nothing to meditate on then you can go all cancel word meditation as well you know that's why the buddha got up and just walked off you know it's like yeah yeah. Next cup of coffee, mm-hmm. next whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I enjoy whatever it is there. Like, I enjoy this conversation. I just, I'm totally with it, like, 100%. Yeah. 
So this focus is amazing, isn't it? Is it as a person I'll be, oh, what am I gonna, what am I going to say? You know, oh my God, you know, yeah, I get very anxious and, yeah. about this. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but it's just like if you measure my blood pressure now, <laughs> it will be the same, probably one twenty one or whatever. You know, doesn't matter. Um, but uh, I said to you the other day, people who have high, high blood pressure. I would suggest to all of them just to stop talking, probably just keep quiet. And you said to me, you love your, the silence. And yes, you were spot on because that morning I actually thought about my parents. I'm like, oh, I wish they kept quiet because their blood pressure would go. Like my mom's blood pressure was 210. It was massive. And I, but she talk, she talks and talks and talks and she gets really sick. And I thought mm-hmm. if I could tell her to keep quiet a little, but it's pointless, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, it's it's difficult to see other people mm-hmm. suffer and you do something and if it, if it go, if it's taken, it's it's taken on board, it's taken on board. If it isn't, it isn't. But, you know, sometimes it can be more about us yeah. than the other person. Well, nearly always it's about us than them. I think mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, we don't yeah. like, I don't like the feeling of seeing someone else suffer, so it's about me. Even knowing that you can do it unconditionally, maybe if you know that that's all the understanding I have about it is that I understand that and it's like, I'll do it anyway. And that's fine. I won't expect anything back, you know? Mm. And uh, yeah, business relationships become business deals, don't they? Like, you know, um, yeah, love. And what do you think about love? And, and is it, is it a business? <laughs> what do you think about love now? You see, you mentioned it earlier on in the podcast. Yeah. Well, um, it's yeah. I don't like using word love. Probably, yeah, I don't know if it's said, love. Yeah. It's like it's not. Yeah, it's um. It's we, we're not talking about love hate relationship because to me, like a, things like marriage is a contract. It's marriage is a contract, like relating to someone. So it's uh, the best you can do is like be like tolerate someone. So it's the most successful marriage is probably the one where they tolerate each other. <laughs> Tolerance is the highest in the marriage. Nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, but when we speak about unconditional, yeah, <clears throat> so the, that again is kind of paradox because there are people who talk about this unconditional love, mm. but there's lots of probably money invested in that. It's a business, it's spiritual business where people, you know, I'll dress up in, in in a certain way and um I'll tell people they're more important. Like I, even whatever I say, I'll just say, okay, that's fine. They can have the most perfect conversation um with the with, with this their visitors, but at the same time, they reckon they're better because they're wearing a robe, or if you let someone kiss your feet, oh it's it's so wrong, you know. I say to people, you know, even if they start, oh, yeah, I want to hug you, whatever, I'll just go, just I'll, I'll punch you, you know, go, get away from me and we laugh, you know. So same as Mr. Gadata again, he told people not to turn up. When Bob went back to see Mr. Gadata a year after, he went to visit him and Mr. Gadata asked, Bob, why did you come? 
and he didn't look at him. Like it, Bob took a picture of him, goes up, and I went back. He goes, I realized that you know, I realized, yes, like I had nothing to do there. Wow. Because, yeah, so Nisargadatta wasn't playing the games, but condition, unconditional love, that love they talk about, it's a big business. Why? Just example of Osho and people like that, you know, people love to get something. So they they invented orgies, like sexual orgies or whatever, or, you know, or love or whatever. But this, then they would exchange partners. And apparently there was someone who committed suicide because he fell in love with one of these people and they said to him he had to change partner. So his partner he was in love with, she found another one because they were meant to swap, not to get in, in relationship with each other. I don't know. Anyway, so there was lots of circus going on. Mm. To me, um, a big problem of spiritual groups is um, it's, it turns into a, a cult. And um, I'd say grab the message and run away. Don't go back. If you sit there for years, there's something wrong, but you are not getting that message. For 20 years, 30 years, you expect something from the meeting. You expect the teacher to... Um, you know, whatever they call it, to, to give you that kundalini, you know, to um, do a shakti pat on you. And, um, and, and I noticed people staring at the gurus and ex in expectation of something. And they go, oh, you know, I noticed something this time. Oh, and they feel good. I felt so good. Yes, you might feel good for a little while, but is it about feeling good? No, it's, it's about feeling everything. It doesn't matter how you feel in a meeting. You could feel like shit, like you could feel like shit, like, or you could feel really well, uh, good, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, if there's, matter. if there's a preference, even feeling bad, if there's a preference, there's someone that, yeah. there's a psychological mm -hmm. structure that believes mm -hmm. taking something to be mm -hmm. fact that they don't know to be true, mm -hmm. to be so, to be so, you know, yeah. uh, a center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I see it. Um, Yuji was fairly big on that, wasn't he? Uh, slating the whole Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Dog barking. And that's exactly how it is here. A dog barking, you know. I'm just an animal, human animal, you know. Whatever arises here, you know, if another dog might you know, bite me and I'll bite back, I don't, I might, whatever arises, doesn't matter. You know, I might bark, I might not bark, I might sleep. It, it's like, it's just like the nature, anything in the nature. You know, every animal is unique, same as humans. And um, we don't know, but we come from that so-called center. And when we look for that center, it's not there, you know. If you try to find something, you go, Jesus, where is this center? So I liked what Yuji said something about um, religions. He said, whatever he said about the best religious man is a re religious person is someone who does not expect anything, doesn't want anything. You know, that's, that's a good religious person, like who does not expect anything. Yeah, because religions, a lot of them want something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And 
And they want, I, th- I think a lot of them disempower people, if you could call it that. Um, or they take them away from what they are. Because they don't, what you are doesn't need to be empowered. They take you mm. away from, well, you're, you're never really there. Because if you, if you were there, you wouldn't be looking for religion. So you're not there. There's ignorance at play. And I think that ignorance is, mm. is, is, is known, is bought, is, is traded by a lot of religions. Yeah. Is there something wrong with religions? Maybe they carry people a cert- for a certain distance, you know? But in the Catholic tradition, I was never empowered that way to be taught, listen, you don't mm. have to believe you're not going to hell. And listen, you don't have to be Johnny Good shoes, you know, to, to get into heaven, whatever, you know. But there are certain, uh, I, I think, certain Catholic texts that have been locked up or something that have been produced at like non-dual stuff. I, I forget what they're called again. But um, you can see this. Um, yeah. Um, they make it a business. I mean, Jesus, they built a business around them. Um, yeah. And that can happen as well, can't it, in, in uh, non-dual stuff, in so-called non-religious Absolutely. teachings too, can't it? Hmm. Absolutely. You know, if Jesus came back, they would probably strangle him, you know, he would last, Um, you know, but it wasn't him. He was who he was, but they, it's the same as what they've done with um, Ramana's books. Um, They basically took away bad stuff. So, so, so to speak, like they didn't, didn't show him sitting on that, you know, animal skin or whatever or when he was allowed and, you know, when he was uh, like bit of ang- angry because Jesus was uh, like angry as well. Yeah. You know how, yeah. So Mr. Vidata as well, like they would, would cut out the cigarette, him smoking. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, Alan Watts was smoking and drinking to the end. It's, he didn't want to, you know, it wasn't his wish about, you know, where he couldn't decide probably if he wanted to smoke or drink doesn't matter but mm. probably didn't matter to him how long he lived yeah. he probably wanted to have just a he wanted to live life to the max as well it, it, it's not about having a long life it's about having really quality life uh, i said to bob also when we spoke about this i said bob i felt that i lived more in one year now to what I lived for the past so many 46 years when it happened Um, because I was 47. And um, seriously, I'm not even joking because I was never, I was not living in my thoughts. I was not absorbed, you know, and I did not believe my thoughts anymore, you know. But grieving still arrived, like, I like to say that grieving arises. So people go, I'm grieving. Yes, you're going to grieve. When you uh, animal grieves, you know when they mm. their partner dies or you know whatever, it's it's same with people. And why not? We are not the zombies, you know. Allow feelings to happen, you know. And um, it's 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 beautiful to be compassionate, like spontaneously, not deliberately, because there are lots of sp- spiritual persons who are compassionate to get something back in return. But when the real compassion arises, you know, there's a beauty to it, regardless of the tears or regardless of them losing someone. It's it's beautiful. That love, that that's probably love that you mentioned. 
a true love and your loved one dies and but it's not when you feel sorry for yourself that you lost someone it's just missing that person you're you're missing that someone that you're used if you had a partner and your partner died you're just missing them because you're used there there is a love there you know yeah i remember that i was writing a bit of poetry and things when things were kicking off for me and kabir and all those and and you know rumi and i was like in love with everybody and everything maybe you know and uh i i got a bit lost in in some stuff of it um but when that opening happens like it happened for you it's like it's so it's there's no filter um and i i found i had to put filters back in i struggle i i've to that's why I pre- that's why I prefer to be in the silence because I don't need filters, <clears throat> you know. Um, mm. Even there in the supermarket today, it was like, am I walking around like a zombie? I wonder. You know, it was like I wonder. You know, it's like it didn't matter too much, but a thought crossed my mind because I was kind of like you looking at is it nine o'clock or eight o'clock or is it eight o'clock in p.m. or a.m. It was like. And I got everything so effortlessly and I packed the shopping. I couldn't compute to pack the shopping into three bags so well as I did. And I had no idea, how am I going to pack this? And it's like, it just absolutely was packed perfectly. And I goes, how did the fuck did I do that so well? What's <laughs> going on? And it sounds completely not spiritual yeah. to be talking about so stupid things like this. But yeah. this is living life, isn't it? This is what happens for people it's a different sort of way life expresses itself isn't it not a different way of living life but a different expression would you say that um yes absolutely yeah you're just with 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 whatever you do like you 100 percent you can call it focus or something i don't know what it is but if you're packing your bags there's a focus to it don't you think so there's not like oh you know oh, i have to do this and oh maybe you know some uh, maybe i left something on in the oven yeah. it's nothing like it it's just fully yeah. focused on that packing isn't it yeah energetically yeah, this, then... like it's similar it was similar <clears throat> for me when i yeah no go on what, what, what was the same you go. there's a bit of a delay that's why i'm kind of okay uh when i was packing to um Yes. Uh, when I went to, um, I was begging to, to come to Europe, right? And uh, this was, it's just, I go, this is so crazy. <laughs> and and I, I, John, I couldn't move. I wasn't even like I need some, to get some euros, like to change, like exchange Australian dollars. Like I won't have anything there. I couldn't, how am I going to pay? Like, I, I couldn't even move to go to the bank and do anything. There is a, like ultimate laziness and like in the past, I would prepare myself, you know, I, I would have enough time. But it seems each time I go overseas, I give myself less and less time. I can't help it. But in the end, I couldn't even pack my stuff. I packed my stuff in la- in last couple of hours. When you texted me at night, I had three hours before I went to the airport. I, I wasn't even packed to go. And I was, I didn't even care. It's just, it's, as you say, sometimes it's like almost like a zombie. Like, am I like a zombie? What's going on here? You know, and sometimes it's very severe. It seems more Mm. that like empty or whatever it is, but I can't do it. But everything worked 
perfectly well. Yeah. A friend of mine picked me up in midnight, like at midnight. He came like 12.30 after midnight where I took, we went to the airport. And um, I just sat there watching people at the airport. And I'm never bored waiting. People go and they get bored and they laugh when they say, I never get bored, never. <laughs> I, I can't get bored. I don't know how if you how you feel that. Like I can wait for a doctor for a couple. They go, oh, sometimes... Oh, I'm so sorry that you had to wait. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I don't even realize. <laughs> and they say, you know, the biggest thing, don't waste any time. You know, that's that's a real, like, yeah. And I wonder sometimes, I go, John, you had, I had ideas what to do with different things in my life, you know. And I'm massive into organizing <clears throat> and ideas and business ideas. Because I'm in business, I got my own shop and stuff. And yeah, I'm into other things as well. But, you know, and it's like, I'm really, really busy now but you know what I, to be honest I have so much free time I can't explain what I'm on about um I get a lot of shit done but I have so much time as well um like you I think because you're busy aren't you as well um it's just it's a different way of living it's um it's like you're being lived or something maybe or yeah I get that because um, I'm extremely busy. And when I used to record Bob, I would record his meetings. I was writing, I was editing the book. I would be up all night. I, I didn't just edit the book, but I had to convert it into a Kindle version, an EPUB version. And I had, I would just investigate all night. I had to research and something wouldn't work. I couldn't convert it. I would be up till five, six o'clock in the morning. Then I would go to work. I would have to leave for work at the and then I would cook in the morning, like not the breakfast, but lunch for my family um, before I went to work. So they would have something fresh to eat. And then I would just get on a tram and go to work and I would stay at work for 12 hours, you know, but I wouldn't sleep. I I probably slept two hours every night. I did not sleep at all, but I was full of energy. Yeah. And I don't feel tired. I'm so, similar to you. I don't feel tired. And I'm so busy. I do things. And people notice they, when I say, oh, my God, I haven't done anything. And they start telling me, what are you talking about? You've done this and that. And I've forgotten everything I've done. And I, I always think I've done nothing. You yeah, know? But yeah. I have. What's your memory and like? And I'm so rest, well rested. What's your memory like? Yeah. My, my memory, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember when this morning. I can't remember what happened two, three hours ago. I'm horrible. Yeah. But you'll remember so, crucial things that are needed to be remembered, won't you? But you remember what, but you remember what needs to be remembered. Yeah. And you forget what you don't need. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? Like... That's quite, I think that's really one of the most profound things is that I remember exactly what's needed to be remembered and, and what's <laughs> useless won't be like, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit, yeah. Yeah. It's so you don't waste, you don't waste your time on that. I presume you don't waste your energy on that. Um, when people go to me, oh, do you remember this from 30 years? I don't remember what, what happened two two hours ago, <laughs> but it was scary to start with. I, I thought I was, I, I seriously, I was thinking about seeing help. 
Um, then I thought, nah, this is nothing to do with that. Mm. So I can't even read. I don't know if this will come back. I can't read for a long time since I saw Bob. If I read this one sentence or two sentences, just a little bit of, you know, not much. I don't know. So, yeah. Did did anything energetically happen for you? Energetically, um, I don't know. Um, okay, I, I really, I don't know. To be honest, um, it's it's another topic to say. I don't know. Like there's mm. lots to do with energy. Mm. But when I spoke to energy, I felt I was energy. I felt everything was energy. And um, and there was lots of that, too much of it. And I asked, well, what to do with that, with that, that so much energy, you know, because I was seriously burning with that. Um, but... It, it settled, I presume, and um, it's it just that um, I feel I don't lack any energy ever. It's there's too much of it. Every, oh, like I don't get tired unless I'm really sick or something, and I don't sleep constantly, continuously. For, and then when I sleep, when I sleep, even if I can't sleep at night, I'm fine. I just wake up and and sit, you know, do whatever I have to do. Like I don't. Mm-hmm dwell on that i didn't sleep or whatever you know but um yeah i don't know i don't know that's all i can say about it yeah. so how do you mean have you got your have you got something to share with me when it comes to energy uh but well i, I think it came into my mind because i was just like staring at something today what was it something on the, on the worktop and it just was so it was just pure energy and I was, yeah, this morning I was having a shower and there was like a, it's like there was like energy or something. Uh, it just felt different. It's just, it's like when you're mm. focusing, things are more dead. When you're not focusing, they're more alive. Mm. Um, It's a bit, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not, it's just something came into my head. It's no big deal, <laughs> mm. you know, but it probably yeah. is, but it, but it isn't. But um, where where are you going now with all this, Sabina? You don't teach, uh, but you do do talks and stuff, don't you, on YouTube and things? Yeah, I do it and I delete. I feel stupid and I delete it. And um, so, yeah, I I've am. I've done that. <laughs> and I, I started this book called The Perfect Madness. And I've got a website, The Perfect Madness. The Perfect Madness. And... Um, uh, the perfect madness um yeah and that's the website so i'll eventually finish that book but at times it comes to me because like this constantly changes i said to bob once <laughs> years ago i said bob i don't know what to do i go to start on my book and i start deleting everything because i'm not i changed <laughs> and he goes stop going <laughs> but don't read it he goes finish it <laughs> don't stop reading it from the start we laughed about it he really wanted me to finish it and um anyway i'll i, I presume i'll finish it and give it to someone to edit it so I, i'm not sure if i should give it uh, should make it 
readable for people who don't know anything about this or so they can understand what we're talking about. I did because non-duality sometimes annoys me. Um, it's such a concept, uh, non-duality, you know, and people go, oh, I'm non-dual, so I'm going to keep repeating, re- recording myself. Um, yeah, I'll finish the book probably, and um, I, I don't push, I don't push myself out there, um, and I don't teach. But if someone wants to hang out, they can. We have coffee sometimes. From time to time, we have coffee with people, and um, and sometimes they come to my place and um, we hang, and that's beautiful. Um, because for me, even uh, someone like, like Tolstoy, like the Dostoevsky, like Goethe, like I, for me, they they everything. They also that's sort of like non-duality, but it's not non-duality. But they knew the message. So music, dancing, singing, everything is that. So if people struggle with their thinking, if they believe their thoughts, I tell them to sing, to dance, to you know, that's the best way to um, stop and pause the thinking for a little while, but I'll tell them, I tell them not to resist the thinking. So yeah, basically I'll finish that book. Um, that's all pretty much it. And I've got no plans. I, I don't plan ever. I'm horrible. And sometimes I go, I'll do this, but I do com- something completely different. So mm. if I say something, I'll probably lie. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mm. But uh, as you know, I've um, done that ebook. Uh, awareness of being is stillness that's just a couple of box meetings in, in a little booklet so that's on the perfect madness website so that's all i've done so far we um i edited that with travel on um Ozark, the series so he helped me with that um, and i'm very <laughs> grateful um i don't know if i'm gonna do anything else we'll see what happens see what, what happens happens, happens. <laughs> no plans. Well, I'm sure you'll enjoy whatever you're going to do, like, uh, fully. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, will. I will. And uh, I don't know what else to, to talk about. I mean, we, we, we've covered a lot of stuff there. And mm-hmm. anything you're going to write about or talk about in the future, be on your website, theperfectmadness.com? Yeah, exactly. And you have a YouTube channel as well, haven't you? I have a YouTube channel and um, I've got John Wheeler's podcast there. Um, and it seems that um, some people resonate with that. And I, I spoke to a few people. So what you do, I did on my channel a few times. But sometimes I um, sometimes I talk to people who are not talking on duality, like, but they're naturally, you know, kind of... You know, some artists, they, 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 they naturally, you, you know what I mean? Uh, like that, they understand life. Yeah, they think differently, so don't I, they? I, yeah. yeah, I speak to comedians, I speak to um, other people, depends, and um, whatever comes up. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, we'll see what happens with YouTube channel as well, so... I might interview some more people myself and I usually I like interviewing people. <laughs> I'm not on this side. Yeah, it's easier this it's, side. I feel a bit silly. Yeah. No, it yeah. was a, no, you know, it was a great interview. Know. No. And I'd love to see yeah. that book coming out as well. I I'd buy a copy off you. 
um, Thank you. signed one, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, John. It was yeah. so good to speak to you and um, it's always a pleasure speaking to you. Yeah, and same, same, Sabina. And uh, enjoy your coffee and stuff. And you're in Europe now, so safe when you're leaving for Australia. Um, I'm leaving at probably 24th. It's a couple of weeks. And oh, okay. um, yeah, I'm going to Sweden and from Sweden going to Australia. I'll probably move back to Europe, but I, I don't know where. Maybe back to Germany. And um, yeah, I'm here for that on a mission. Actually looking for jobs wow. <laughs> at the moment. So um, it's quite, I'm doing some due, due diligence. So so we might be neighbors on the same continent. You never know. You never know. We'll have to have that, that spiritual coffee. Huh? Yeah, we might. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to come to Ireland. That would be lovely. So yeah. do come on over and we we get coffee. We hang out and and talk for and a beer nothing. and a beer <laughs> and a beer. Yeah, a beer, a big bug, <laughs> mug of beer. <laughs> Sabina, safe travels and stuff. Yeah, and mind yourself. Thank and you so uh, much. we'll we'll talk again. Cool. Thank you, John. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Cheers. Thank you for joining us on our podcast, and we very much hope you enjoyed us. If you did, please subscribe for more on your chosen platform. And also, if you'd like to keep in contact, please hit us up on social media. So folks, until next time, please take care and we hope you join us soon.